we, we had a really good plan coming here from New Jersey. We served 11 years at a Messianic congregation in New Jersey. Uh, we uh, worship team directors. I was an elder. Um, even did the announcements. Did a lot of things there. So we came here and we had this wonderful idea that we were not going to be in a rush to join another congregation. We've done the congregation thing. It's time to do the Brian and Sue thing. Anybody ever been at that place where you're like, yeah, I think I'm done with the congregation thing for a little bit. See, I love my relationship with God. But God is not a human where he should lie. And congregations are loaded with a bunch of humans. <laughs> Starting with the pastor or the rabbi. So uh, we're just going to do our own thing. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go to a congregation at some point and start to, you know, commit to a congregation or sow into a congregation or whatever that looks like, be a member, whatever that looks like. So we were going to take it real slow. We'll visit someplace. This Shabbat, you know, go vacation somewhere. The next Shabbat, go stay at home. The next Shabbat, go visit some other place. The following Shabbat, another place. Take it real slow. And then we set foot into Mishkan David, and all those plans came to an end where the Lord said, look no further, you are home. And as I said, our lives were never to be the same. I'm very blessed that on the Shabbat, which is this Shabbat, that we first came to the Mishkan, I find it uh, meaningful to me that in this week's Torah portion, guess what we, very, we first encounter? The Mishkan. In this week's Torah portion, as was uh, shown on the screen, God says, build me a sanctuary. Uh, the Hebrew for that is Mikdash. So I may dwell among them. It also means, as was said, so I may dwell in them because the sanctuary is a foreshadow of something else, something greater. And it says, make me a mishkan according to the pattern shown on the mountain. And the word mishkan is actually, uh, the root of it is, um, can we actually go back to, is it possible on the PowerPoint, to go back to uh, the matovu in the beginning? So the, the, mish, the Hebrew word mishkan is, comes from the root shachan, which means to dwell. So a mishkan is a dwelling place. And shachan is also the root word of the Hebrew word shechinah, which is God's glory, which dwells in the mishkan. It's all the same word, the Shekhinah, or as the church calls it, the Shekinah glory. <laughs> and I'm not particularly fond of that translation, not translation, but wait a say it. So here is the word Mishkan. Well, this is, 
Mishkanotecha, your Mishkans. So here's Mishkan, here's Shekhan, which is to dwell, and that also is Shekhinah, which is, um, which is the glory of God. In fact, if you read in the book of John, in John 1, it says that the, the word became flesh and dwelled, Shekhan, among us, and we have seen his glory, Shekhinah. So actually what John, Yohanan, the writer, is doing is a Hebrew play on words that we miss out in the English. That he will dwell among us. We have seen his glory. It's the same word. And it's it's the Mishkan is a very unique thing, the the dwelling place, the tabernacle. Because God says, build it so I can dwell amongst my people. And you got to ask your question, why would he need that anyway? Because he's already here. I mean, Abraham didn't need it. Isaac didn't need it. Jacob didn't need it. Yet when God was, was, was putting his instruction into Israel and was declaring Israel, this is the way you are going to live and this is, this is how Israel is going to operate, he planted himself, the one who lives in the people, the one who is our friend, he called Abraham his friend. He said, yet I'm going to dwell in this structure. And this structure, the Mishkan, was literally the heartbeat of Israel. It was the spiritual heartbeat of Israel. God came down and dwelled in this structure, this structure made of earthen material. He comes and dwells in. And if you wanted to meet with God, that's where you went. It doesn't mean that people didn't have personal relationships with God, but there was something pulsating in the spirit in this Mishkan. But the reality of it is that the spirit of God, the Shekinah, cares much more about dwelling in earthen vessels here than he does about dwelling in a structure and if, 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 if God is not found in the people, but he's found in the structure, he will remove himself from the structure. And that's exactly what happened over time in Israel. Because he was not found in the people, as it says, make me a sanctuary so I will dwell in them. So if he was not found, he removed himself from the structure. When he removed himself from the structure, it was nothing but a, a pile of, 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 of material, and it got destroyed. But the destruction of the Mishkan, and later on the temple, which, which was, the, was the fuller structure, which had the, Mish, you know, the, the ark in it, that was destroyed. A second temple in the time of Yeshua was destroyed. What is he ultimately saying? The ultimately saying is that God, the king of the universe, wants to dwell in us, not just in buildings. And even kings struggled with this. King David, King Solomon's like, I'm going to build you a house? Like, how do you comprehend something like that? You, the, the earth is your, is your footstool. Like, you could play top with the earth. And we're going to build you a house? Well, it's just a foreshadow of the reality that God wants to live inside of you. And Yeshua died and went to be with the Father so he can pour himself out into you. In fact, he says that in my Father's house there are many dwelling places. 
Now, I know that's often thought of as mansions, but I got a hunch that you are the dwelling places, and he wants to live in you. When we were at Beth Zion, which is the the synagogue in New Jersey, the rabbi there was away for a Shabbat. He asked me to give a message. (laughs) It's funny how the Lord works. So I went on to the bus because I was working in New York City. I was living in New Jersey, working in New York City. So I was getting my tuchus onto the bus at 6.30 in the morning to get into New York City, through the Lincoln Tunnel into Port Authority. And dragging my sorry behind and say, office by 8 o'clock. So I'm on the bus, and I knew that this coming Shabbat, I had to give a message. So I opened up the Bible. I actually carried one and not just a phone at that time, believe it or not. And I opened up the Bible to the Torah portion, and God started to flood into me. It was immediate what he wanted me to talk about. That doesn't often happen even today. But he flooded into me. This is what you're going to say. And it was about the Mishkan. And it was about all the the similarities between the structure and us. And I remember it being uh, going and doing a message and saying, you know what? That thing, that structure is not the Mishkan. This is the Mishkan. And I wound up uh, putting pictures on the PowerPoint of all the people in the congregation, including our cat, and saying, that's the Mishkan. And I became this this resident expert of the Mishkan. You know what Torah portion that was where I gave that message? This Torah portion. One year prior to the day I first walked into Mishkan David. So I think Adonai was saying something about this Mishkan to me, even back then, even before we even knew we were going to move here. But there is so much reality in that we are the Mishkan. And if you look at the different things, we could, we could see ourselves in it. And, and one thing that moves me so much is that it is made of earthen material, acacia wood, actually. But it is overlaid with gold. And we see the table made with, with, with acacia wood overlaid with gold. And we see that all the different structures made with earthen material, earthen vessels overlaid with gold. And that is how we are. Because we are earthen vessel, but Yeshua overlays us with gold. And he is the gold that he overlays us with. The Hebrew word for acacia wood is, forgive me, shittim. Everybody say shittim. I didn't make up the Hebrew language. But I know that without the overlaying of gold, I am nothing but a pile of acacia wood. I don't know where you're going with that. So if somebody ever calls you a pile of shittim, just say, I am, but overlaid with gold. All right, if anybody got offended by that, I sincerely apologize. I don't want to offend anybody with my stupid sense of humor. But more so, well, not necessarily more so, as I reflect on the 10-year anniversary of when I came into this place, I reflect not, not only is the Mishkan 
the, the tabernacle and, and even the temple, a foreshadow of you, even though it's, that's explicitly, it says, it says, you are the temple of God. Do you not know that you are the temple of God? How much more when temples, individual temples of God, come to celebrate together? And how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It says it's like the oil coming off the beard of Aaron, which is a rep- which is which is which references the tabernacle. When you hear Aaron, it's a reference to that thing. And there is an amazing reality and an amazing just beauty in the living stones coming together. And that the part of me that was kind of done with congregations, when we moved here, well, that was maybe a season. It was a very quick season, obviously. And even as, as, as a rabbi, you know, I could look at the Mishkan and say, like, you know, there are, there are things in it that, that are relevant to a congregation and they're relevant even to this congregation. I and mean, we don't even need to, to realize that, that in Judaism, synagogues are based off of it. They have an ark in the back with a Torah in it that's based off of the Ark of the Covenant, which has the Ten Commandments in it. They have a, a near Tamid in every synagogue, which, which is a light over the Ark, which is on forever which represents the lampstand. But more so, there are things about it that, that speak to me as a, con- as, a, as a rabbi of a congregation. It says that the Mishkan was built from the free will offerings of the people. Which means whatever they brought, it wasn't coercion and it wasn't work. It was a free will offering. And that's something that's meaningful to me because I don't want Shabbat to be work. If it winds up being work for anybody who is serving here in any capacity, it's actually breaking Shabbat. And I feel strongly that Adonai is going to build this thing with free will offerings. not by coercion and not by force. And if the Lord needs a function in this place, he will provide. And that's what I feel strongly about. The Mishkan was a mobile thing. It had to go mobile. Go mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was collapsible. It moved here. It followed the cloud. When the cloud moved, it moved. And that is something that we need to pay attention to, that I need to pay attention to, that Adonai can move here. And I got to say, okay, we're going to go. I may have my plans for how a Shabbat is going to look, but I must realize that the Spirit of God is the, is the driver of the congregation. At all times, and just a, a very small example of it is when I felt the Spirit of God say, you got to pack up shop and go to where my people are, but that cannot come. And last week we went to the assisted living place and we just set up shop there and we worshipped and we brought the Torah forth and we did it on a moment's notice just because I, I felt a leading to do it. And I think the Lord was behind it. There were three people that came up to me that accepted the Lord for the first time in their lives that they put the blood of the lamb on their doorposts, 
which means they recognized how God always loved them. You know what I mean? So, so you know, so, so, so to be led by the Spirit and not be locked into a structure, because the, the Mishkan was a mobile thing. But more so than these little things and these, 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 these things that I can think of and say, okay, these are good, good, good guidelines for the congregation. I cannot thank Adonai enough for the blessing of worshiping with you. Oh. I can't thank him enough. It says, if you are going to build an altar, it says, build it from uncut stones. So what is an uncut stone? A stone is one stone is very different from another. It may be a different size. It may be a different color. This one may be smooth over here. This one may be kind of jagged. This one may be very hard, and this one may crumble very easily. But it says if you're going to build an altar, don't put a tool to it. Do you understand that? Come as you are. And Adonai will fit this thing together. Because you are, according to the Bible, living stones. And what is a living stone? Like, it's, you know, a, a stone that is not living, you know, it may look like a certain thing. It may be like a triangle, like it's shaped like a triangle. But if it's, if it's not living, it stays a triangle. But a living stone moves and morphs and changes shape. And when a new living stone comes into this place, I get so excited. And I don't know if the living stone is here for a visit or the living stone thinks this place just stinks. You know, a lot of people come here and they, you know, they, first of all, a lot of people come here and they, they, they don't like it. And you know what I say when people come here and they don't like it? Baruch Hashem. May, they, may, they find, may this living stone find its place in a church somewhere. Because what, what Susie and I, the attitude that we had that we're just not going to do this congregation, that we were all done with that thing. I, I get it for a season, but I tell you something, that there is... Okay, Susie and I like, are, can be natural introverts. But there is... Amongst the body of Messiah, I believe, almost an academic of spiritual introversion. Where people don't want to fellowship with and commune and grow together. And I think it's become much more easy with online teachers. But those teachers aren't going to visit you when you're sick. So there's something amazing that happens that I'm so grateful to the Lord for. Because somebody will come in and they're like a living stone and they're shaped like a triangle. And they're like, hallelujah, I'm a triangle. Is there a place for a triangle in this place? 
is there a place for a triangle in this place? And then, you know, then some people are like, yeah, this is really great, you know, or whatever it is. And some people are like, I'm not sure. I got to feel this place out a little bit. I'm not sure if they like triangles here. I don't know. if I'm, I'm a triangle. I don't know if I fit here. I'm not sure. I mean, the Lord crafted me into a triangle, and I'm coming to bring my triangulism. But I'm just, I don't know. I've got to check it out a little bit. I'm going to stay in the back. But here's the beauty of it all. When you come to a body of living stones, which is a building that pulsates with life, we all mold and change shape together. And it's a miraculous thing. It's not a human thing. It is not a natural thing. It is something the Lord does when we're together because we are living stones and the stones start to morph and start to change. And I start to change. And Susie starts to change. And we all start to change. And we morph together. And all of a sudden, this triangle, who's like, I don't even know where I fit in in this place, is going through a divine change. And all of a sudden, it's shaped a little differently. And then all of a sudden, click. You know? And this, and, and this one living stone is like, it's like it perfectly fit. Because we all grow together. And I am so grateful for the blessing of you all and the unique expression of the divine, of the of divinity that you all are and you bring to this place. And it doesn't matter if you're here for a day or a week yeah, you never know because Adonai, he's, he's moving. He's always doing things. There, there were these two beautiful daughters of God that came here a couple of years ago, like two years ago, and they were like, where do I sign up? I love this place. Where are the membership papers? I'm ready to put my signature on it. And I'm like, membership? What's that? I don't even know what that means. Membership? I don't get it. But they were on fire. Like a month later, I get an email from them. Rabbi Brian, we decided to go to another place. And I go, Baruch Hashem. See, it's a tough lesson for rabbis to realize that there's really only one rabbi. And there's only one congregation. And that's the reality of it. But whether you are here for a day, or whether you are here to stay, the blessing of the community. You know, when Balaam said how good, no, when Balaam said, Matovu, O Halakha Yaakov, how lovely are your tents, O Jacob, your tabernacles, O Israel. He was looking not just at an individual, he was looking at a community. And the blessing of worshiping with each of you is something I am so grateful to the Lord for. And the process that he brings us all through of metamorphosizing together 
is an unspeakable blessing. So I thank you, Adonai, for the living stones that you have brought here today. In Yeshua's name, amen. Amen.